Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fiona Osborne and this is Inside Exec. This is our first recording session after I have been away for a little while in India for the Flower Arranging World Championships. So if I sound a little bit under the weather, I am looking for the sympathy vote because I'm not getting a whole lot from anywhere else, I must say. But I will apologise if I do cough during the recording. I do apologise for that, but I am well and truly on the mend. This week we want to talk to you about uh, dealing with fatigue when you are perhaps providing a one-on-one service with people, whether it's counselling or mentoring or any other area of consulting or consideration where you are dealing one-to-one with people all of the time and how you deal with the fatigue that comes from that. I guess um, a lot of you can relate to this, even in your normal jobs as um, you're dealing with people, but it's much more intense when it is, as Kim said, it's that one-on-one, everyday, all-day, counselling, casework or mentoring. Some of the things that might be helpful is don't take your work home. Now, that's easier said than done, but it is a discipline that you actually can build over time and realise it's good to prepare for your meetings, absolutely. It's good to reflect and absorb and process the end of the meeting, yes. But after that, that's it. I think it would be good to keep that distance so that you are fresher again and you look at it with fresh eyes. To me, don't take your work home and if you have to remind yourself and stop yourself that that would be the way to do that the other thing is is to adjust your schedule take a few things into account one is don't have one meeting finishing and the other starting straight away if you can have five or ten minutes break between them if you're in the same location maybe you want to get up walk around, do some breathing exercises, do something physical. In my case, for example, I do food. She looks for food in between. Sorry? You look for food in between. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's your routine. for yourself so you have to determine this is the service that I provide this is the activity that I carry out 
and that is one part of what you do. But linked in with that then has to be the routine for making sure that you're at the peak of your game for every time you provide that service. So there is another responsibility that you have to yourself and to the service you're providing to have that discipline of a routine and knowing what that is. And and that I think the the physical side of it is very important because what you're providing in these sort of one-to-one situations is generally a mental service, for want of a better word. So the process of writing down what it is you provide, how long that takes, and then being very honest about what your recovery time is. We, we talked in one of the previous podcasts, I think it was about time management, about how I used to use my travel time as my preparation time and as my recovery time afterwards for whatever I was doing. And I think it's very important for you to know what those times are. How much time do you need personally to get ready for one of these sessions that you carry out? And then how much time realistically do you need to unwind from that and then start the process again of preparation for the next one? Because I don't think that you're doing anyone a service by doing back-to-back sessions. And I know sometimes in a, in a commercial environment that can be difficult because appointments get booked this time, this time, this time. But it's up to you to manage that situation to say, no, my appointment time is going to be... So say if I, I talk about the public speaking, my appointment time is 40 minutes, but sessions get scheduled every hour so I have a 20 minute period of time where I can unwind from the previous one and prepare for the next one you just have to know how you work best and how best your service can be provided and write that into a routine and a discipline that makes it happen it takes me to a point a relevant point to what you just said Kim I was at the function and I was talking to a counsellor and I asked how she deals with, with those things and most of the things that we covered so far is what she also does. But she added another thing that I thought was interesting, and that is, she says, after a while, you've got a client base that you know. So for the next week or, or whatever it is, you know who and you're scheduling your appointment. She said, I don't just schedule them based on time availability. I also look at the individual. And I said, what do you mean? She says... The clients, once you know them, they at a different aspect of their journey. Mm. Some of them are at a very, very, very stressful and dark part of their journey. Others are in a celebratory side of the, they just achieve something and, and all of that. I mix them, so I don't have all the ones in the dark side or in the pressing side yeah. all together and all the euphoric ones together. She mm. said that changes all the time, so I don't get it always right but wherever I do take that as a factor if I can to to see if I can mix and match and that sort of give you different energies give you the the patience and the concentration the deep concentration and empathy with both of them but more so than with the other one you have time to actually celebrate as well I think too that we need to recognize that sometimes it all does get just too much and you do need to have a break and it's not something wrong with you 
it's a, simply a matter of, of focusing so much on other people and other people's issues and trying to nurture them and help them along in whatever role it is. That is tiring. It is fatiguing. And you have to have some way that you know you can deal with that, whether that's that you go out and you go to the movies or you go out and do something that's totally mindless or that you block off a day and you have a day off because a day off is actually a really good thing to do and it will re-energise you, give you some focus, give you a chance mentally as well as physically to recover from the effort that you're putting in. And it is a, a physical Thing that you're doing regardless of whether you're sitting in at a, a desk or not and we have to recognize that fatigue will happen and you can't just keep going on and I understand that for many of you it is a personal commitment and you you are worried about these people's lives and how they're dealing with issues that's when you have a support system in place as well so that they know that if you're not available for whatever reason there is someone else that you trust with their information or their livelihood or whatever else it is that you have said to them in the event that you can't get hold of me try this person I trust this person and and it's a personal thing you've got to say to them I trust this person to treat you the same way that I do and it'll only be in an emergency and that way you have some freedom to allow yourself recovery time Sometimes people say, well, I can't afford a day off, but you should make the time for sleeping and for a break. Mm. The other thing is if you really, you know, sometimes there's a peak and you don't have a whole day to yourself, try and break it up by having morning sessions only, meet a friend and go for a walk in the afternoon or have a two-hour break walking and talking about nothing Mm. and then just having a bit of a laugh doing that. And also remember that you will be much better at your job if you remain compassionately detached. So detach yourself, but it doesn't mean you're less compassionate. You you need that breathing (laughs) space so that you can do your job better in any of those professions. If it makes you more objective and fair, if you do that. Mm. And I, I think one thing is really important. You're going to hurt when things don't go the way that it was planned. But you know what? That's their experience. You're there to guide. You're there to listen. You're there to support. And when things don't go right, you do it again. That's mm. all. You support again and again. It doesn't mean there is no black and white, as anybody in those professions know. A fairly important point for us to emphasize is that you're not there to fix things you're there to help find a solution or help find the path to a solution but I think there are a lot of people in those areas who fall by force of habit perhaps to thinking that they have to fix something bottom line is that that they go into these areas because they are fixers for want of a better word they like to see things resolved and so they believe that it's their responsibility to fix it, and it's not. And that's why we are suggesting you keep these issues at arm's length and make sure that you don't take on someone else's urgency or someone else's issues as your own. I think we've probably covered that topic fairly well. I think we have, but if anybody else has any tips that they used or felt they worked really well, please share them. We'll leave it there for the moment. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. And this is Inside Exec.